we do every single Saturday morning on these airwaves. My name's Casey Steve, the voice of your valley. On Mercedes News Talk Station, 107.3 FM, 1480 AM, KYOS. Come on. Come on. And you were set. Got water. Witten. All of the little communities up and down the 99. The I-5. Yeah. Okay, here we are, uh, March. Marching into the year, uh, the third month. Uh, this will be, what, the end of the, the first quarter for you financial folks. I, it's unbelievable. How we're going, let's cut that down. March 4th, we march 4th into the year. What are we doing? There was a song. Let's go there. You know, Dave Luna has a staff. You'll hear him and all of the support group tonight from 5 to 6 for Cruising with the Big Kahuna. Yeah. Uh, Cruising with Big Dave. Uh, 5 to 6 tonight. And again, we uh, will love MC helping, helping out with that show just a little bit, doing some of the in and outs. For the big kahuna, Dave Luna. All kinds of things going on here at the station. Spring is, uh, you can almost feel it in the air. You know, the the trees are wanting to, uh, you know, the, the albans, they're going crazy. What about this weather? Hmm? The rain, not quite as bad as the atmospheric river uh, that uh, dipped down and touched uh, the face of Merced here in early January. But uh, still, good rain nonetheless last weekend. My rain gauge, my city of Merced, four inch, my angry four inch rain gauge, uh, 3.5 inches. That's right. Unbelievably full. Had to dump it out, get ready for the next big one, which I believe is supposed to be today. A uh, little storm, but up in the mountains, whoo chihuahua. Did you see, did you see the snow drifts up there? I can only imagine what it looks like up at Camp Green Meadows, up around Fish Camp, some of those areas. I was watching a news story on the on the news and it, it was talking about this mother that took her nine-year-old son to see the snow how many times have we done that as children here in the valley getting above 300 feet and really seeing what it's all about anyway they got stuck up in this little b&b uh, i don't know for the last uh, week record snowstorm but they you know they have they have the food they've got the, the heat you got mom there i mean what a great experience so uh, once in a lifetime for that family, but again, very, very unexpected, all of this snow, especially some of the lower elevations. The folks in Madera County, they're like, hey, we didn't sign up for this. You know, we're down here, you know, 1,500 feet, barely see the lights of the valley, and just got pummeled, which again, just makes you realize that impoundment, water storage, recharge, all of those things we talk about would be so important and vital now that we have this well this resource and when the sun comes out when spring does spring it's just going to melt away a lot of it's going to go to the ocean i forget how many years worth of of water of growth went out to the ocean in january but again it's fun to look at isn't it all that snow just drifts and drifts yosemite uh closed this weekend as we talk march 4th did i tell you it's saturday march 4th 2023 here we are so, uh, again, record, record snowfall. I, I can't help but think of Kevin DeLeon, who's uh, now a uh, sitting 
Is he still down there? They haven't ran him out of office yet, have they, down there in L.A.? The city council, after the racist remarks caught on tape by Mr. DeLeon. But years ago, when he was interviewed by the Maddie Report, Mark Kepler over there uh, about impoundment and dams and high-speed rail and some of the investments the state the state makes and he goes well you know we don't want to we don't want to really build any more dams because we don't want to have a, a stranded investment and uh, it's like what are you 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 talking about well he goes what if it doesn't rain anymore <laughs> you know again i can understand it a drought i was reading some numbers in the morning news uh six o'clock news we do it in the morning and the evening actually you know change that promo but the point being the rain last year uh, from, I believe, the 1st of February or 1st of January or February till the 1st of March was, you know, point oh 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 oh. It was it was infinitesimal. 0.08 inches. Just nothing. And here in the last, well, three months, we've received I don't know, eight, eight point something. It was just unbelievable. We're on our way to a, a record year. I think there's a, a country song like that. I have it a record year. And, and they do happen. So, Mr. Uh, De Leon, the racist uh, commenter, De Leon who uh, actually led the Senate in this day, was just unbelievable, unbelievable who we elect. Who we put in leadership said, uh, no dams. No, nah, because, you know, it's a waste investment. Yeah, you can look at all that concrete along I-99 as you transverse south to Fresno. And think about the, all those columns uh, lined up next to each other to form, well, a concrete wall with water behind it that gives us not only power, but recreation, environmental concerns, water, Storage so that we can have robust agriculture during the summer months when we really need it for the biggest experiment, the most successful experiment in the world, the biggest garden in the world that feeds the world. But yet, no, we let it slip through our fingers like mercury out of a out of a vial through our fingers into the ocean where, well, we could use it here. We'll still send it to the ocean what we don't need, but we sure could use a lot more. Get out and do those spring things that you need to do while you can, while you can still see the branches on the tree uh, before the leaves pop out. I look at the uh, the uh, the big trees we have outside of our undisclosed studio here, and uh, you can still see the branches, but I'll tell you, in the summer, quite the canopy. So again, get those spring cleaning jobs done before you get the nasty gram from, uh, you know, Chief Parker and the, uh, the, uh, the Dalmatian over there. Uh, you you want to make sure that you uh, get, you know why not the weather's nice it's not 105 degrees get out there with the clippers get them oiled up I had to get the lawnmower going had some had some parts I needed and uh, you know I go to the local hardware store the uh, the Home Depot the big what do they call them the big box because they look like uh, well they look like a big box anyway you go in there and maybe you get lucky maybe you don't. Of course, they have everything locked up, chained up, bolted up. You know, pipes, everything. It's unbelievable how hard he did. You got to you know call somebody to get something, and the inventory's mixed up because the last guy didn't know what he was doing. So he mixed everything up. But uh, I went uh, eventually to Winton Hardware, and went, let me tell you, they've been open over there for I don't know how long, and what a great store! Talk about family service. One of everything over there. It's like the Ark. Actually, there's two of everything or more. Any little nut, bolt, you name it, grade eight, grade five. I, it's un- electrical, plumbing, 
So again, I needed something for the uh, the lawnmower, the spindle uh, blade adapter. Very technical. And uh, I went over there, and there they had it. They had it. Open today, I think, uh, until 5 o'clock. Now, don't get there at 5.01. <laughs> the door's bolted. But uh, if you make it there before 5, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a resource that you don't want to miss. It's funny, uh, Dar- Darren McDaniel, Dayron, it's only one R. That's the way he kind of tells people how to say it. When he was giving his talk to the Outwater City Council, which we're, we're going to play in the next segment, some of the comments from the Outwater City Council meeting, but Dayron McDaniel, uh, Darren McDaniel, excuse me, District 3 Supervisor, Merced County Board of Supervisors. Boy, did they get a little heat this week uh, from the folks in Planada that say, uh, hey, Moss, Moss, we want some more. You're not doing enough for us. Anyway, Darren, when he was talking to the Merced, or the Outwater City Council, excuse me, the Outwater City Council, I believe it was this past uh, Monday, yeah, the 20, uh, was it 23rd, 24th, well, I guess it was a couple of, no, I'm looking at April. My word, what is going on? The 27th, the 27th, this past week. Anyway, he was talking about uh, economic development, uh, alluding to a major hardware uh, supplier, a large hardware retailer in the Winton area. And I couldn't help thinking, hey, are you talking about Winton Hardware? Because they're a large hardware retailer in the Winton area for the size of Winton. And uh, I know that was kind of tongue-in-cheek, but no, I guess there's something else going going on there. And it was interesting, uh, yeah, and I'll play the comment. Uh, Mike Nelson, former supervisor, uh, current Outwater City Councilman, or excuse me, Mayor, oh my, excuse me, excuse me, Mayor, I didn't mean it. Uh, f- current Mayor of Outwater taking over from uh, King uh, Paul Creighton. Taking over from Paul Creighton, who decided not to run, who actually, for a moment, threw his hat in the ring against Darren McDaniel, but uh, pulled it back quickly. Anyway, uh, Mr. Nelson, again, a former supervisor, said, you know, I love to hear about development in the Winton area, but uh, I sure hope Atwater didn't suffer and did not, uh, you know, lose out on an opportunity. And, of course, everybody is uh, trying to protect their tax base uh, because if it's located in the county, well, guess who gets the taxes as opposed to the city of Atwater. But again, the territorial uh, concerns kind of rear their head there in the uh, report, the monthly report from Dayron McDaniel, District 3 Supervisor, City uh, Merced County, District 3 Supervisor. Never comes, well, when I say never, I uh, can't remember the last time he was at a Merced City Council meeting to give a monthly report or any kind of report for that matter, let alone the other supervisors that represent the beautiful city of Merced. I believe that would be Rodrigo Espinoza, uh, Josh uh, Pedroza. We never see Josh. Yeah, well, once in a while. Once in a while. And then uh, who else do we never see that represents the city of Merced. Does Lloyd have a little teeny weeny piece out there by the lake? I think so. I'm not sure, but River Valley's a big area. You know, there's a lot to do out there. There's a lot to do. And then, of course, Scotty Silvera. The west side is the best side. I don't think there's anything that touches over here. I know he uh, lost a little bit of what Santa Nella, I believe, to uh, Rodrigo uh, Espinosa, who represents District 1. You talk about a big district. 
Rodrigo's district goes all the way from Livingston, where he used to be the mayor. I think he was councilman there, too. All the way down to La Grande Planada. It's just an unbelievable. And then slices through uh, the west side of Merced. And uh, Scotty Silvera, Supervisor Silvera, he was the one that uh, laid the hammer down Tuesday when some folks from Planada got out of hand, didn't respect the rules of the chamber, felt that the rules don't apply to them, which we hear that so much in the discourse at the dais. And not only the Merced City Council meeting, the other city council meetings, but now the board of supervisors. And I commend the board for taking the heavy hand to taking the gavel and uh, just leaving. Just get up and walk away. Show them your backside. All except, of course. Well, not of course, but uh, all, all the, uh, the five supervisors. Four of them left, except Rodrigo Espinosa, who represents the Planada area. And maybe, I don't know, he's been under a lot of heat, a lot of fire. And uh, I know he's looking for those votes. I, I assume he's going to run again when election time comes up. But they are not happy with Rodrigo. They raked him over the coals a couple of weeks ago at a community meeting. We played the uh, comments or basically lack of from the uh, the county. The CEO Lomeli uh, Crickets. Other than to say, hey, hey, it won't happen again. You know, kind of like the election. All the ballots getting sent to the wrong people. It won't happen again. Well, I hope not. But anyway, we're going to play the comments from uh, Dayron, Darren McDaniel, Merced County Supervisor District 3, after the break. Because guess what? It goes so quick. I rattle on and it just, it it ends 15 minutes later. And uh, Darren's got some big news. Big, big news. Because we've been talking about it, the uh, lack of cleaning the creeks and the waterways here in our town and what that did how that contributed to the flooding, uh, not only in January, but in years prior. But we'll talk about that after the break. My name's Casey Steed, the voice of your valley on Merced's News Talk Station, 107.3 FM, 1480 AM, KYOS. Be right back after these breaks. There's only one for me right across the street. I'm parked across the street. It's 3 a.m. No, I'm teasing. Hey, here we are Saturday morning, March 4th, as we march forth through the year. So incredible how time, how time flies, especially these segments. Ah, what are we? Uh, March 4th, second segment. Uh, Saturday morning, we said all that. Casey Steed, here we are. We're talking about the Merced Atwater City Council 
meeting that was held on the 27th. Uh, Brian Raymond not in attendance, I understand, uh, going through uh, something. All of our thoughts and prayers with you, Brian. I'm not quite sure what's going on, but again, missed you there at the meeting. Always uh, great for a few comments. Um, again, four out of the five. There's only four there. Excuse me, five. Well, there's four districts and then the mayor at large, the at large mayor. And we've uh, mentioned that is Mr. Mr. Nelson saw him earlier in the week, later in the week, actually, after the council meeting at a uh, private event. I guess you would call it a private event. Anyway, uh, saw Mike, said hello. Uh, they had a lot of trash talk. Let me tell you, we're going to play Darren's comments. Very, very genteel. But uh, they were talking trash. That's right. We've covered this pretty extensively here on the show. The uh, AB uh, 1638, 1368, whatever. You know, one of these uh, harebrained ideas that we're going to save the planet through taking the potato peelings and other uh, food waste out of the waste stream, out of the, uh, you know, to intercept, interdict. I don't know. They want to glean. There's a word out of the Bible, which amazed me that that made it through. They're going to glean 20% of edible food out of the garbage that's not already being uh, <laughs> that's not already being gleaned. Which again, I, I you know, and I, uh, but these efforts onerous. It's amazing some of the comments that come out from city staff, from the consultants themselves, who are being paid out of this uh, new process, if you will to interdict this waste, to uh, remove it from the waste stream. And again, we're talking just a, a relatively small percentage. There's no guarantees what this is going to reap as far as the reward. But let me tell you, the effort is going to be great, and it's going to cost you a lot of money, especially if you're a commercial user. And guess what commercial users do? They're usually in business because we're a free enterprise system form of government, folks. I know a lot of people have kind of lost sight of that. Because there's so many people that work for government. They think government is, well, you know, Uncle Sam. No, you know who pays Uncle Sam? There's a lot of hard-working people, a lot of mom and pops, a lot of uh, folks around here trying to grow stuff, trying to, you know, have the weather cooperate, not freeze the little nuts, you know, all the all the worst things that can happen. To pay the taxes that uh, that feed this freight train, this, this multi-tonnage, uh, you know, vehicle going down the rusty track of government. And it, it, gets, it gets frustrating. It gets frustrating when it's just not enough. So now we're going to take the green waste uh, and then do something with it. I don't know. We're gonna co- we have to cover it because you can't let it rot in the sun. Uh, otherwise, uh, something happens. And so we're going to have to cover it, recover the gases, and make compost. We're going to have compost coming out our, uh, well, everywhere. Because it's, uh, well, what do you do with it? you got to compost it. So now you got all this compost. You're going to force people to force people to use it. you know, you got to create a market. And, of course, one of the first markets is going to be, well, the municipalities that collect it. So anyway, there was a lot of talk at the Atwater City Council meeting about how they're going to get new cans, this and that. They're going to get... Uh, possibly a new waste provider. Waste in Atwater has been a big deal, along with water and some of the other utilities that they never raised the rates or collected uh, from some people for years and years and years. They finally worked through that. Of course, the sewer fund, we all remember how fun that enterprise, that was like a piggy bank. They were always breaking into that. Now they've kind of got their uh, financial ship in order. But again, the cost of doing business, the cost of the freight, is expensive and it's going to be onerous on business owners, not only in the city of Atwater, but all throughout the city and county of Merced. Because the uh, again these these uh, these these onerous requirements 
these restrictive uh, regulations that come down, these unfunded mandates, and then are forced upon the municipalities to figure out. And it's like you got 58 counties out there doing their own thing. They talk about this uh, digester, the uh, you know recovery uh, of the gases that are uh, put off by the potato peels, uh, the you know the the, the cantaloupe rinds, the uh, the tomatoes. I don't know what else. You know, you picture whatever you throw away, and then they're going to uh, they they have to uh, recover this gas. Well, there's no clear science. There's no best practices. There's no best way. You know, you want to boil water, you heat it up, and you know, now you can't use the gas. But the point is, is there's no real defined good scientific technology that everybody's running to. So they're doing what they call a design build, kind of a, hey, what do you got out there? What do you think? And uh, that never works well. I've, I've, I've always found when government, <laughs> I look at the uh, irrigation system for the roses in Applegate Park. That took three tries and, and that was an irrigation system. So when you talk about, you know, digesting uh, food waste and recovering gases and I hope they don't blow themselves up out there is all I'm saying. But a lot of money is going to be spent and a lot of trash talk at all the city council meetings. They've uh, made the presentation in the city of Merced. Don't think you're not going to get out of it. But some of these smaller municipalities like Atwater, where I think they have, uh, you know, 8,000 customers or so. It's uh, it's going to be a big cost. They talked about the tipping fees at the dump. That's where the truck tips, you know, kind of moves. And all the trash falls out the back or wherever. And uh, those are going to go from $10 a ton. I asked Mike Nelson, uh, Mayor Nelson, and uh, if he heard right like I did uh, the presentation from the consultant last Monday at the Atwater City Council meeting, going from $10 a ton to $60 a ton. Now, that's, in my MCOE math, that's a whole handful times uh, increase in the rate. And again, those uh, if you think that's going to be absorbed by your friendly local Merced County Association of Governments, think again. Think again. That's going to be passed along. All, again, to remove uh, these officious, these, these deadly, deadly potato peels out of the waste stream. We heard Sue Walsh League of Women Voters explained that possibly uh, by doing this, had we not done it, so, uh, you know, we should have done it sooner. We should have more penalties involved to enforce compliance, to ensure compliance. We may, we may, it's 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 possible. She didn't guarantee it, but we could have saved uh, the bike paths along Bear Creek because there wouldn't have been uh, the floods. And well, anyway, so here we go into Darren McDaniel. The comments he made at the last city council meeting in Atwater. We're going to pre-preface. That means before Darren, we're going to preface comments from the small business administrator from the federal government. And the reason I play his comments is there's been a lot of gnashing of teeth, a lot of uh, innuendo that uh, they're not doing nothing. The federal government has been absent, and that's anything but the truth. So let's get into that right now. I think I might have gone long in this segment already. Let's see what happens. Good evening. My name is Javier Caltenco. I'm a public information officer with the U.S. Small Business Administration. Uh, so, so the state of California requested disaster assistance from the federal government. Therefore, we have FEMA and the Small Business Administration here in, in the, the state to help with the disaster. In terms of the Small Business Administration, the SBA, we offer low interest federal disaster loans to businesses of all sizes, most private nonprofit organizations, homeowners and renters. Uh, during a disaster, SBA is the primary source of funds to pay for any repairs or replacement costs not fully covered by the insurance or other compensations. Uh, for the businesses right now, we o are offering, uh, we have a physical damage, <coughs> excuse me, we have a loan for physical damages, so if they have any damages to their property, they can 
get up to two million dollars to repair, replace any any damages that they suffered. Uh, it, it could be supplies, inventory, it could be machinery, etc. Uh, we also have an economic injury disaster loan, which is similar to the COVID idle. Uh, they can also get up to two million dollars for that. Uh, you know, so if they're having trouble to pay for their electricity, rent, or any other a business expense, they can also get the economic injury disaster loan. We have a, uh, also a, a loans for the homeowners and renters. Uh, since uh, this is a primary county, uh, we also have a loan for them. Now, uh, the first thing for homeowners and renters is to first apply with FEMA. That's the first uh, step for recovery. Well, after they apply with FEMA, they, you know, they can go to SBA. But uh, what I want to say is that um, Okay, for, for homeowners, you know, we, they can qualify up to $200,000 to repair or replace their primary residence. Uh, homeowners and renters can also qualify up to $40,000 to uh, replace any personal property they, they suffered. It could be their furniture, it could be a ve vehicle as well. <clears throat> and one of the things I want to say is that sometimes when homeowners and renters, they apply with FEMA, they can be referred to, to SBA. Now, it's, it's, a, it's a process, they, you know, just wanna make sure that they understand it's a process that the federal government has. So if, so if they are referred to FEM, to SBA, sorry, uh, they should apply. And, and the reason is because if, if for some reason SBA cannot approve their loan, we can refer them back to FEMA for other needs assistance. So they, we don't wanna cut their um, assistance short. So therefore, you know, they should apply. Uh, now, uh, in terms of the loans, they're not obligated to take the loan. Uh, if they get approved, they can. They have 60 days to decide if they want the loan or not. We do not charge an application fee. It could, they can be up to 30 years. And if they pay for it early, uh, they're, they're not gonna be penalized for that as well either. So, so we, do, we do have deadlines. Uh, for any physical damages, it's gonna be March 16. For any economic injury disaster loan, it's gonna be October 16 of 2023. And, yeah. and I, I also have some fact sheets, just in case anybody wants some, I'm gonna leave, leave them in the back. Is that what you want me to do? Yeah, that'd be fine, back there by the door. Yeah, on the table back there, that'd be great. Any, and any questions, questions here from the council for? We appreciate you coming here and making it, making us aware of that. You know, it seems like, well, you know, the perception is the government works slow. Well, it, it does. It's not immediate response, you know, but we do appreciate the fact that you're making these, uh, the information available to folks that might need it. Yes, and just to, you know, give you a little statistics, uh, we have loaned more than $5 million here in, in the county, uh, in, in the whole state, you know, it's more than $25 million. We have approved more than $25 million. Great. Okay. Thank you for the well, information. Yeah, I'm running a little long. I'm not going to be able to play Darren's comments in this segment. We'll have to wait till after the break. But we heard from the SBA, the, Fed, the FEMA, the federal guy, that uh, the resources are being underutilized. If you don't apply, they can't loan you the money. And if you're, they're not going to sit at a card table out there in a pop-up in Planata and nobody comes to the table and wants to lay down uh, the information. It doesn't work that way. And these groups, these uh, social justice warriors that come and, you know, pound at the podium and don't leave when they're supposed to, you got to realize you got to apply. You got to play the game. Okay. You got to apply. Everybody has to apply. I want money from FEMA. I got to apply. And there's money there. 
You heard they've loaned $5 million, $200,000 for your house, blah, blah, blah. Low interest, zero interest loans. We're an emergency area. It's out there. But if the resources are underutilized, they will leave. They will bail out. This happened with the COVID. Uh, when the testing sites weren't utilized, those are finally down. But if you want a low mileage van, that one that was parked over there across from the D Street shelter for what the last three years, of course, it, it's idled forever. But anyway, uh, the point is, is these resources are here. FEMA's here. Small Business Administration is here. And if you don't use, use them, you're going to lose them. And they're pretty much telling you that. So these people that scream, you know, more, 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 moss, moss, moss. You know, we don't get enough. You, you don't love us. You know, we don't qualify. Well, you may not qualify. Me, amigos, amigas, my friends from everywhere, you may not qualify because, well, there, there are rules. And some people just, you know, they just can't deal with it. So uh, we have to clear the chambers, but we got to clear the uh, clear the chambers now for the next segment because we're out of this segment. My name is Casey Steed, the voice of your valley on Merced's news talk station, 107.3 FM, 1480 AM KYOS. We'll be right back after these brief commercial messages. Citizen Watch. My name's Casey Steed, the voice of your valley on Merced's News Talk Station 107.3 like FM. Waking what? 107, uh, well, 1480 AM. KYOS. So happy to have you here with us. Third and final segment of the, uh, well, of the hour. March 4th. Can you believe it? Uh, we're into the uh, last month of the first quarter, which means the second quarter of the second of the, uh, it just goes on and on. It goes on and on. Time marches on, and uh, you got to... What happened to my headphones here? You got to hold your loved ones close, because you never know when they're going to be taken from you too early, as, uh, as we've lost a lot of people, I'll tell you, already this year, some really tragic uh, situations. Next weekend, March 11th, is going to be the funeral of a just a dear friend of mine, Aurora Barbosa. Mrs. Barbosa passed away uh, earlier in January, and uh, or maybe it was first part of February. I apologize to the family, but they're having the services next Saturday over at St. Patrick's Church. I'm not quite sure of the time. We'll announce that Saturday morning. I'm sure you can find it on Legacy.com. I believe it's uh, early, early morning, or excuse me, late morning, early afternoon. They're going to have a reception, I believe, over there at St. Patrick's afterwards, and hopefully a lot of her friends will attend. She was very well known in the community, and again, uh, really sad. I used to take her to Granny's for breakfast and did all kinds of things. But again, uh, just you know, get out there and enjoy every each other, and you know the spring-like weather. Even though today, I guess, it'll be a little rain. It looks a little, a little cloudy out there. Snow up in the mountains, but uh, again, we just you know that fellowship, like you and I, 
do every weekend on these airwaves, talking to each other. I'm sitting here in a padded room, and hopefully there's somebody uh, on the other side, because, uh, you know, there are people that are, that are in padded rooms that do talk to themselves, and hopefully we're sharing some information that you find, uh, well, hopefully entertaining more than anything else, and a little bit of education Throw it in there. Speaking of uh, entertaining and education, all wrapped up into one big snickerdoodle is my buddy, Steve Teachin, Mr. Snickerdoodles himself, giving the annual report on education. We're going to go back into the Darren McDaniel comment, but got to do a little house cleaning here, other things we wanted to talk about, because the time goes so quick. Anyway, a uh, report on education given by uh, Dr. T, Steve Teachin, Teachin. Our kids, well, trying, uh, you know, during the pandemic, you know, lots of lots of things going on. Uh, safely ensconced after a successful election, uh, a little nerve wracking at first, but boy, the numbers proved out did uh, very very well uh, against uh, an opponent. Anyway, he did well, and he's in there safely, safely for another four years. Of course, you start running in two, but hey, we got that honeymoon period right now, and he's shepherding. So many things along, of course, MCOE, Merced County Office of Education, which I have an education from, as you've seen in my mathematic prowess, uh, run Camp Green Meadows, which is a wonderful, wonderful jewel that we have up there in the Sierra above Fish Camp, Camp Green Meadows, and also the Virginia Smith Trust. Big news on the horizon there, my friends, as the university annexation into the city of Merced is uh, glacially Moving along, and right after that, uh, like a meteor, will be the Virginia Smith Trust, part of that land coming into the city to be developed uh, for the benefit of all children here in the county of Merced. And uh, upon the presentation given at the report on education, it was revealed that uh, they were successful in court in front of the probate judge in getting the definition of who could receive these funds, this benefit from the Virginia Smith Trust to all students here in the county of Merced. When this thing was written way back in, you know, the 1800s, you know, the buggy whip days, they didn't realize how big Merced was going to get. And even though we're 250 or 88,000, whatever we are at the latest census, uh, it's a lot bigger than what it was, uh, you know, again, in the buggy whip days. So Steve teaching Dr. T, Snickerdoodles has been shepherding all of these things along one of the uh one of the funny things i find interesting uh, on the reported education is we really don't talk too much about education as far as test scores it used to be the test scores and then we went into uh, the state made this dashboard this state dashboard where you you know like driving in your car you know you look down and you go boy what are what are what our kids what are how much brain capacity our kids look and you you look down at the gas the, the dashboard and the gas tank it's on e it's on e you know the lights on you know it's buzzing you're you're sputtering because again our kids uh here in the state of california i hate to tell you uh we're not you know we're not number one in the nation let's just put it that way you know there's what 48 state no 50, 50 that's right alaska 50 states and we're, uh, we're 48th, 49th. It's terrible. It's horrible. And when you look at counties, there's 50, uh, 58 counties? 58 counties in the state of California were 50-something. 
so again the dashboard was uh <laughs> it was a little too telling you know sometimes remember people used to just tape over the uh the check engine light that's off or pull the bulb uh, you know just pull the lamp it's not on honey see and uh, no it doesn't work that way the reality is the reality so now we've morphed into the state of education being hey test scores what are those because with covid as you know uh, learning was uh, stagnant if not even regressive i mean these uh, these kids you look at the fight videos that come out of the el capitan corridors uh, almost on a uh, monthly basis uh, you would think that they're reverting back to the uh, Neanderthal, the uh, the primitive, the, the, the ways of uh, uncivilized behavior. Because again, the assembly, uh, the assembly, the uh, assimilation, the growing, uh, you know, growing up together wasn't happening during COVID. And the test scores were not the only thing that suffered, but they were a metric, they were a gauge, a ruler, a uh, standard. By which we could measure. Well, guess what? This year, no test scores. Because again, COVID, man, you don't want to you don't want to trot that out. Math? Ho, 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 ho. English? What's that? They don't know. They don't know. When I say they don't know, the kids didn't learn. And so they don't want to th- the scores they have, they don't want to show you. So they're like, hey, it's boring. I think he used the term. It was boring anyway. Who wants to look at all those statistics? And what good is it? It's after the fact. In other words, you're testing somebody on the knowledge they learned yesterday. Let's talk about today. And this was the theme on the report of education. So, again, it was different, man. It was it was wild. But Dr. T doing so many good things. Who needs no stinking test scores? You know, I mean, why do you need? Why do you need? I mean, what a metric to evaluate people by. Well, Bob, you know, you sold five homes. Well, you know, you tried, Bob. I mean, that's the idea now, as long as you're. Working at the whiteboard together. Well, let's move on. Lori Lightfoot defeated in Chicago. She was the mayor. Somewhat controversial. Now, it wasn't like it was a big Republican victory. Let's not, uh, you know, freak out here. No, it was other Democrats that beat her because even they couldn't stand her. And so it uh, should show people, again, the uh, social justice warriors that, you know, were born after 2000 that uh, forget the civil rights movement. It's not all about gender your giblets, or your race. It's about performance. And even the other Democrats were like, hey, man, this ain't working. And so Lori Lightfoot bounced as the mayor of Chicago. First term, first time it's happened where an incumbent has not been reelected in some time. So the Chicago political machine even realizing that, hey, it's about performance. So uh, let's let's just uh, throw this racism out the window. Can we please finally, finally? And then I need to make a rare, a rare Citizen Watch correction. I in, uh, incorrectly said that, uh, well, I didn't say it should have been Eric Bianchi was the friend of the fair MC a couple of weekends ago, an absolutely wonderful event. I went on and on about friends of the fair, and I want to uh, apologize for misnaming the person that was responsible for a great evening, kept it going. Uh, got everybody's attention when he said, hey, that bar's going to close if you don't sit down. Eric Bianchi, a great uh, friend of the fair, supporter for many, many years, and a auctioneer who did a wonderful job, raised a lot of money that night again. So I apologize for mispronouncing, the, well, putting the whole wrong name in. I just, uh, I'll tell you sometimes, you know, the show goes quick. Uh, what else? We have a new interim police chief. That means uh, temporary 
here in the city of Merced. Uh, Joe Weiss left. Uh, kind of, yeah, I tell you, everybody's leaving over there. I don't know. Are the lights still on? You go by and there's cobwebs growing from the bottom of the cars. It's some guy told me the other day, man, you can do anything in this town. I just, I drive with, uh, you know, my eyes closed. It's, it's, and some people seems like they are. We're losing a lot of institutional knowledge with these folks that have a lot of years on the force here in the city. Hey, I want to play the comments from Darren McDaniel, the supervisor, District 3, Merced County Supervisor District 3, made at the last Atwater City Council meeting. He starts off talking about the underutilized uh, SBA loan process, FEMA process, and it'll go away if it's not utilized. We echo those comments and concerns. And I think a lot of these folks that uh, gnashing of the teeth would be better served by filling out the forms instead of uh, disrupting council meetings and board of supervisors meetings. Talks about a large retail hardware guy coming to the Winton area, potentially. I jokingly say there's already one there. It's called Winton Hardware. And then he talks about, uh, this is really surprising news. I'm surprised there wasn't uh, applause. They've got the permit. That's right. After all the flooding, a five-year process at which they had failed at, uh, with one meeting, they've got the stream bed restoration permit that they need a 10-year permit. I imagine you have to pay a yearly fee. Don't forget that, guys. Uh, admits the failure, but uh, again, talks about the success. So again, out of tragedy comes triumph. Uh, five years too late, but hey, at least it's here. And then talks a little bit about Castle, uh, the development plan out there. Again, uh, we're still waiting to see some development, but there's always a plan. So let's go to the comments from Darren McDaniel. Now we have the monthly report by Merced County District 3 Supervisor, Darren McDaniel. Thank you, Mayor, Council. Uh, thank you, Javier. I think he covered most of my presentation tonight, so that's it. No, just kidding. Um, one thing that Javier didn't mention is we need folks to apply. He works directly with FEMA. FEMA is the first process to go to the SBA, and we have FEMA and SBA here till March 16th. That's officially unofficial, but if we don't have folks reaching out and applying, or at least trying to navigate the system, they will pull out of here because of lack of business. And so we know there's still a lot more folks who need to. So even if you think you might be or might not be, it's good just to go through the process to get a pin. Is that right, Javier? To get a pin on the map for them to, to know that's going on. You can apply for these SBA loans, and if you don't want it, you don't have to take it, and it doesn't affect your credit when you apply for it. Right. As you know, I've been working with Javier a lot on this because out of my district alone, we had 155 houses uh, impacted by flooding. Um, I did get notice from our um, planning department that uh, there's some exciting news about a large hardware retailer that's been sniffing around out in the Winton area. And uh, that was exciting, it came through our, our list here. Also, um, wanted to let everybody know that the permitting process that we were going through for five years. We did meet with the director of the California Department of Fish and Wildlife last week. It was a Thursday meeting, and by 4.15 that afternoon, we do have the permitting to um, stream bed restoration and be able to clean the creeks. So we have a, the permit is for another 10 years. Um, so that's done. I won't go into it any further, but it's funny how one little meeting that day can accomplish something that we couldn't accomplish in five years. Uh, also, uh, staff had come to me. We just did another castle presentation before the Board of Supervisors. We'd like to um, reach out to the uh, council and the mayor and do the presentation here at one of the city council meetings. Um, 
Council Member Kale started this process, and I think it's time for us to do another report. We have a lot going on out there. It'd be good to uh, update everybody on what's going on. Are there any other good, questions? Good. Any questions? No. I'll just make a comment. You mentioned a hardware store. I just hope we haven't missed out on an opportunity here in Atwater on that. Well, as a county, we don't like to defeat, um, compete on retail sales within the city limits. But yes, I, I just got it through my planning department. I know, but that's, I'm it. glad you brought that up because it can be a sore subject at times. So. So the city of Atwater wanting to protect their turf when it comes to those tax dollars and any development. But, you know, Castle, man, it, a rising, uh, what is a rising tide uh, lifts all the boats. So we could use some development out there at Castle. Of course, we have the train, you know, the county train. I think it, uh, what time does that leave? Anyway, hey, we got to leave right now because we're out of time. We're out of time, my friends. It goes quickly. My time with you. I really appreciate it. Could do it without you guys, my audience. My name is Casey Steed, the voice of your valley on Merced's News Talk Station, 107.3 FM, 1480 AM, KYOS. This has been Citizen Watch for March 4, 2023. We'll see you later.